Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hello and welcome to a very, I don't even know what emotion to describe it as Crown Conversations. Uh, joining me today is Sarah Avampato because James is busy as usual, but she's much cooler than James. So I'm sorry, James, but it's true. Take that. <laughs> um, emotions, frustration, sadness, frustration, angst, frustration. Annoyed. <laughs> Disappointed, <laughs> but not surprised. <laughs> All right. Well, let's briefly uh start with the road trip from hell which is Owen three um and gave up three goals in like three minutes i don't know if it was three minutes but it was like very quickly just so bad everything <laughs> was so bad like why <laughs> Why have they? I mean, I know why. It's because, like, as we'll talk about later, we have a bunch of defensemen who are maybe like not playing in the roles that they should be playing in for reasons outside of their control, and like everyone's kind of hit a wall and they're tired. And this is—I was just talking about it on Locked On Kings, where like I didn't even think about it, but this is the first time in years that we have had a full 82-game schedule, like. The past two years were short because of COVID and like introducing a bunch of young guys who haven't played that much. Like it's it's just like everything is going wrong all at once. And like the adrenaline of like, oh, crap, all of our defensemen are dead. We have to play all these children is finally like wearing off. And it's like, oh, crap, we're playing all these children. <laughs> yeah, it's. I, I think hitting a wall is a really good way to describe it because it's just like there's nothing left in mm-hmm. the tank. I feel like they have, they, they went through, I mean, March was a schedule from hell. Mm-hmm. Four game, four weeks of four games in seven days. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, it's, so 16 games inside of a month. That's a lot when the average is usually 12 to 13. And even that tends to be a lot. So, like, you're playing an extra four games inside of a month. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's like, uh, even, you can tell it's starting to wear thin, even on the veterans. And the guys that you're getting back from injury, who should be a punch in the arm, pun intended there, because Brendan Lemieux came back. <laughs> they, um, they're they not providing the quite quite the punch that you were kind of, or at least that I was kind of expecting yeah, I feel like all the guys who are coming back, um, like Lazat jumped right back in and looked okay. But I feel like, you know, Matt Roy still looks like he needs to get up to speed. Brendan Lemieux has looked kind of pointless, like both <laughs> literally that- and figuratively. <laughs> like the players that they're adding back in, it just seems like because of the schedule right now. And like the schedule right now has also been pretty jam-packed. Like there hasn't been a lot of practice time. There hasn't been a lot of time for them to like 
ease back into it. And instead it's like, you know, they got dumped into a part of the schedule that was just brutal. And it's like, all right, sink or swim. And we see what they have chosen. (laughs) I understand Todd McClellan's inclination to play his veterans over the kids because it's like, well, you're in the home stretch here. You're really Mm -hmm. trying to get them going. And it's, it's good for the veterans to get back in. But at the same time, my concern, at least this, you know, I feel like this probably should have been a bigger concern. Um, Rust, we saw Mm -hmm. it with Edler, which is why he keeps getting scratched. I mean, I know Edler's not that old. He's only like 30 something, but that's old for defense. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's old for a hockey player. And it just, Philip Deneau cannot carry this team anymore. And, and, (laughs) Andre Kopitar is he's like done. He's, <laughs> I think Andre Kopitar washed his hands of this team in like December. He's like, like he just needs a nap. Like, <laughs> does he need like a Snickers? Like, <laughs> yeah, it's just it it's it's frustrating. It's so frustrating to watch because we've seen them be good. We saw them be good through this stretch where like again, Olimata was the only veteran defenseman in the lineup and we're like oh wow they're still winning games like easily and it's just like it's like the controller disconnected like (laughs) meme only it happened to literally all of them except for like trevor moore everyone (laughs) has just like run out of battery um at the worst worst possible moment because edmonton's winning games vegas is winning games like I think Dallas and Nashville, I think, are like also the teams in the contention for that wild card spot. Like they're winning games. Um, it, it's time to it, it's do or die. Like, and they have chosen to die. Right. Oh, God. I mean, I hope not. Like, I mean, like looking at the rest of their schedule, they they should win many of these games. Like the only legitimate team that they're playing is Colorado. <laughs> But they're going to get the crushed against Colorado. They've scored oh, yeah. three goals in three games against Colorado. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like that. That one's a scheduled loss. Like, I'm just I just assume that they're losing that game. But like Chicago, Anaheim, Columbus, it's mm-hmm. like th- these are all very bad teams. They should win some of these. But will they? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it's it's nice to see that Jordan Spence has played himself into somewhat of a regular role. And mm-hmm. he was not the first man out once Matt Roy came back. And I know Matt Roy's left side and Jordan Spence's right side. So therefore, you know, he was a little bit safe. But at the same time, I just feel like maybe we should go back to playing the Ontario Brain. <laughs> right? Like, just... It's just the most annoying thing. It's so everything, everything that is happening to this team right now is just so obnoxious. <laughs> yeah, I calculated it. Um, wait, I have to look it up. How many points does Vegas have? Too many. Um, if they can. If if they get even one point out of the four, sorry, uh, four point, so they're playing five playoff teams. They're playing 
Dallas, St. Louis, Calgary, Edmonton, and Washington. So if we can, if they take zero points out of those games, LA is safe. Yeah. And yeah. They, the they Kings, have 84 points right now and the Kings are at 86. Oh God. That's, that's and, no. And they have a game in hand on the Kings. Oh, do they really? I thought yeah. they only had nine. Yeah. Oh yes, they do. You're right. Yeah. Kings only have eight games left. And again, seven of them are against like teams that shouldn't actually be hockey teams. So like that should bode well. But we've all watched this team for a very long time now. We know that doesn't mean anything. Yeah, uh, we just have to hope that Vegas collects zero points in five of their games, or only five points in their next nine games. That right. that works too. Like they just need to fail some more. It's okay. <laughs> They need to experience what everyone else experiences, failure. Yeah, so if Vegas collects 12 points and L.A. collects 12 points in their next games, uh, 13, yeah, Vegas would have to collect 14 points to surpass the Kings. If the Kings have 12 points, they can, they should make the playoffs with 98 points. I think one team in the, in the post-expansion era has missed with 99 points but that was in like the 90s yeah so in theory the kings should be able to get in with 12 points vegas has to go for has to get 14 points in nine games i feel like that's harder to do right it it should be harder to do and like let me just on the record i will be furious like i don't even care kings win lose whatever I will be furious if Vegas somehow manages to finally like put together a like lengthy, competent stretch of hockey that makes them look like the Vegas that everyone hates and not the Vegas that's been bad this year. I will be so mad if this is when they choose to do it at like (laughs) (laughs) just I will just be furious. Like even if the Kings get into the playoffs by like one point, like, no, I will just be so mad. Like. I mean, it could be, like, based on row. I don't know who has the edge in row, but, like, whoever wins, like, if Kings win the tiebreaker or whatever, like, I will be so mad if Vegas starts just, winning games again. That team exists just to, like, infuriate but, me. That's that's their only <laughs> reason for existing. Well, that's how I feel about Minnesota, though. Uh, oh, yeah. Can Minnesota just go away? Like, you wish. I'm tired of Kirill. Kirill Kaprizov and everybody just like fawning over like I understand he's really good but this is like 10 years ago when everybody was fawning over Sidney Crosby and like Alex Ovechkin I'm like yes I know these guys are good but like let's move on (laughs) like stop I'm like oh my god I've never seen somebody with so much skill and they have like you know the anime eyes that are like Uh open and like uh wobbly and like I'm like, I'm just tired of it. (laughs) It's fair. It's fair. But Vegas, um, back to Vegas, they are actually starting to get some of their injured guys back. Max Pacioretty just came back, and, you know, he's a big boost to them. Uh, Dadanov is, uh, that was a really big, um, you know, trade deadline pickup for Vegas. (laughs) 
right? Like they, they never would have known what his impact was going to be. Just un- unbelievable. So unexpected. It was a good gamble for Las Vegas. <laughs> I can't believe uh, Anaheim gave him up. <laughs> <laughs> I know for nothing. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, dad and is playing well. I, I forget how many points he has, but I think he picked up like three points in five games or something. So it's crazy. Um, yeah. So, and then, um, on the injury front for LA, we got some bad news today so that we are not going to get some key players back. Yeah. Yeah, we did. <laughs> um, not to, you know, depress everyone, but Drew Doughty is, he underwent successful wrist surgery, which nobody knew that he was getting at wrist surgery. So there's that. And um, he's out for the rest of the season. So even if the Kings do somehow make it to game 83, he won't be around, which means that even if somehow the Kings make the actual playoffs, um, <laughs> the uh, they're screwed. Yeah, pretty much. Like, <laughs> and like, this is like, I... Not to be like conspiracy theory, but like the the less we heard about Drew Doughty, the more I was like, oh, this isn't good. Like no one has even like seen him. And usually usually that's a bad sign whenever I mean, same with Dustin Brown. I feel like obviously Dustin Brown is unfortunately for him not as like integral to the team's success at this point in his career. But we haven't heard peep about Dustin Brown and I'm pretty sure that like he's done too and they're just not saying anything because whatever but I had a bad feeling about Dowdy the cagier they were about his injury and yeah here we are and the whole problem of all of the defense having to play up in roles that they probably aren't ready for or aren't best suited for is gonna keep continuing because he's gone (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but I mean, I mean, as much as I love Drew Doughty, he's 32 years old now. And let's face it, like once the clock turns, like once on your 30th birthday, (laughs) things start going wrong. I don't know why. Like one day you're 29, the next day you're 30 and your body's like, that's it. I'm done. Shut it down. We're done. Right. And I feel like like for Doughty, like it's especially frustrating because like the past couple of seasons of his were just like hot garbage. And I think he would even admit that, that he had not played particularly well lately, but this year, I mean, he was at almost a point per game, I think before he, he went out and this year he looked pretty good to the point where everyone was like, has, has, has Drew Doughty turned back the clock? Like, how is he doing this again? And he was having a really good season and I saw someone on Twitter point out that, you know, he was one of the loudest voices in the Kings, you know, leadership veteran group kind of lobbying for, okay, we're ready. Like, let's start bringing in guys. Let's start making deals to make this team more competitive. And, you know, Rob Blake went out and got Phil Deneau and went out and got Victor Iverson. And now the team is tentatively in a playoff position. And then Drew Doughty's not even going to get to experience it because he's broken. (laughs) Yeah, I, I tweeted something the uh, before this awful road trip. So, like, I guess two weeks ago or something, I was like, um, is Dustin Brown dead? Like, <laughs> did he die and nobody told us? 
like no offense to Dustin Brown because I'm sorry that they don't need him but also mm-hmm. it's kind of like could you at least just tell us if he's dead or not I just want to know right like what's what's the deal what's the deal with <laughs> Dustin Brown and and Dustin Brown is also key to their leadership I know you know there was the whole controversy with the captaincy being taken away from him but he was always a real good sport about it and even though like their leadership is quiet outside of Drew Doughty it matters that you see your leader mm-hmm. there like somebody who was counted on to be a leader and, mm-hmm. and you see him there in in the room with you and it, it I, I forgot what year it was but it was a year when you know some of their I think it was like 2015 or something like a bunch of their core leader guys like Matt Green and Willie Mitchell and mm-hmm. like a whole bunch of others. They were either injured or gone. And and Drew Doughty, I think it was Drew Doughty. He had an interview where he's like, actually, it, it matters mm-hmm. that they're not in the room and they're not playing games with us. Like it's it's totally different when you see them and you're not playing games with them. Yeah. Yeah. It like upsets the whole equilibrium like of the team you know they can be there in the room as much as they want like after games in their little suits to give out high, high fives but everyone knows it's not the same as having them you know on the ice going into battle with you like whatever <laughs> um it's just it's just like so frustrating like that's just like the theme of everything that's happening right now and like in some respects I'm like okay like if it had to happen at any time I'm glad it's this year because this year like we all know you know what one of my friends basically phrased it as like the Kings are playing with house money like any success that they have right now is just an added bonus because no one expected them to be decent this year And so it's like if they make the playoffs and get even if they get like, you know, they win win one game, like whatever, like that's still a good experience for the young guys and then everyone comes back next year and healthy and whatever. So, you know, I'd rather this year be the one where like the entire blue line dies because (laughs) no one no one looked at the Kings and were like, ah, they're going to win the cup this year. So (laughs) I guess maybe they got it all out of their way out of their system now. Maybe, hopefully, I hate this team. <laughs> I was talking to my friend who's a big Bruins fan, and she's like, "Yeah, we have nobody left on our defense." I was like, "Buddy, um, I at one point we were playing the Ontario Rain defense, like literally outside of Olimata, we were missing all six of our starters at one point." Yeah. Like, don't talk to me about how you're upset that some of your defensemen are hurt. <laughs> Yeah. And I know she didn't mean it like that, but I was like, I'm sorry, I can't, I can't relate. <laughs> right, like, sounds crazy. Yeah, and the Bruins also are like 100 plus point pace right now, so I'm mm-hmm. like, mm, okay, yeah, I'm, whatever. Right, like, oh, tiny violin. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> especially after the 7-0 blowout, and I'm like, yeah, I'm oh, sorry, I have, I have no. no more sympathy left for the Bruins. <laughs> no, absolutely none. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. Okay. So, if the Kings manage to make the playoffs, hockey gods willing, and I think I I cursed the Kings with my monkey paw, like, wish, (laughs) and I'll I'll explain that in a minute. Um, Should the Kings make the playoffs, 
do you think McClellan should be considered for um, the Jack Adams and should Rob Blake be considered for GM of the year? I think, I think they both should be, I mean, honestly, even if they don't make the playoffs, I think they should both at least be in consideration for it because, you know, realistically, this team, even if they don't make the playoffs, this team has outperformed what anyone thought that they would. Like the Phil Deneau, the Phil Deneau move alone should win someone an award um, <laughs> for bringing him in. Um, you know, I, I think that they should both be in conversation for it. I don't know if they should win, particularly looking at McClellan and how the Kings have kind of struggled, you know, down the stretch. And, you know, so, some of it is personnel, but some of it you're like, okay. You you have made zero adaptations, Todd McClellan, <laughs> to your lines or your defensive pairings or anything like you haven't uh, like changed to suit the circumstances you're in. So, you know, would he win it? I, I don't think he necessarily should, but I think he definitely is worthy of a nomination because, yeah, like this team is, despite all odds, still clinging to a playoff spot, which is not <laughs> something that. 99% of hockey people thought was possible. Yeah, I'm a little iffy on Todd McClellan being nominated for Jack Adams. I think he should be in conversation. I'm not sure mm-hmm. if he's really worthy of it. Mm-hmm. Um, because like you said, you know, he's slow to make adjustments. And I get that because he's. it's, it's funny because we've talked about it a lot. I don't know if I talked about it with you, but I've certainly talked about it with James, where he's the polar opposite of Daryl Sutter. Like mm-hmm. Oliver Kylington was is a healthy scratch, or at least he was skating on their scratch line. Um, it was either in practice or in morning skate, but I, I wasn't paying attention. So you know, Oliver Kylington is probably going to be a healthy scratch in Calgary's next game, which is like. How do you scratch Oliver Kylington? But right. the Flames also have banked an incredible amount of points right now. Oh yeah. I was I, I, I was saying to somebody earlier, I was like, they could play the Stockton Heat and it would make zero difference, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> they could. They, I I stupid Calgary. Like. And the Stockton Heat were also the first team in the AHL to clinch too. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they're very going to play. Cal- right now oh god they're gonna win the cup this year aren't they don't don't bring that evil into the world (laughs) (laughs) but like you know where Zero Sutter is quick to mix things up even within a game Todd McClellan is very reluctant he wants to get people to kind of figure their own ish out which is good if you are you know an AHL coach or if, right. you're trying, if you're coaching a bunch of young kids. And so, you know, his reluctance to do it in the season when we were playing half the Ontario Rain roster, that one I can forgive. Um, right. the, but, like, the insistence of playing Olimana, the insistence at dressing Brendan Lemieux, these are like, <laughs> like, what does Brendan Lemieux bring? You want an energy guy, you got Blake Lazard for that. Things biting. <laughs> I'm gonna That's bite it. my tongue and. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it, that 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 has been the, and I I feel like if you talk to you know Oilers fans and Sharks fans from 
when McClellan was their coach. I, I feel like this is a familiar theme in in the Todd McClellan school of, well, this is what we're doing and we're just sticking to the plan. But there's a point where like sticking to the plan, you need to reevaluate your plan because if it's not working, maybe it is time to tinker. Like there's there's the extreme of the like, I feel like Joel Quenville is always the example of like, you have one bad shift. He's like, blow them all, blow up all the lines. Like everyone, every man for himself, like every, everything has changed now. Like, which is also not good. Like players don't necessarily like that either because you can't build chemistry if you never know who you're playing with. But yeah, it's past time for some things to get shaken up. And instead, you know, we're just rolling out the same pairings, the same lines, hoping that like maybe this time, they'll work well together. At least they stop trying to make Adrian Kempe a center. If if anything, <laughs> if there is anything good that comes out of this season, it is that they realized that that needed to stop. And surprise, Adrian Kempe has 30 plus goals now. Yeah. And, and Philip Deneau has 20 plus goals in yeah. for the first time ever in his career. So, you know, these are some of the things that I'm willing to kind of tip in Todd's favor for like, the nomination for Jack Adams. Just the the unwillingness to make adjustments because you're like, you're smart. You can figure it out. Like, I appreciate that. I appreciate that you're trying to give people every chance to figure it out themselves. But at some point it's like, yeah, you got to try something new. It's not working, whatever you're doing. But for GM, I definitely think Rob Blake should, even if he doesn't win, he should at least definitely get a nomination. Yeah. I mean, the Arvidsson trade and the Philip Deneau signing, just freaking genius. Um, bringing up Kaliev looked really smart early on, even mm-hmm. though Kaliev was scratched for reasons in the last game. Secret reasons. I wonder if it's <laughs> one of those, like, he was late for breakfast kind of things. <laughs> like... Because I feel like McClellan has been pretty open in the past about like other times where he scratched him or like moved him around in the lineup. He's been kind of open about like, yeah, like I just like, we, you know, there, it was like when he was like on the top line and then moved him back down. He was like, yeah, like we wanted to try it, but it didn't really work. And, you know, I so I, I wonder if there was like something else stupid that happened of like maybe he like brought the wrong shoes or whatever. <laughs> That they die. like sat him, <laughs> but or it could just be, you know, Todd being Todd and was like, no, we're gonna have you sit and like look at the game, which sometimes well, that has the desired experience. Like, you know, d- d- wasn't it like Tyler Shafoli? They scratched him last season and then he went on to like actually be or whatever, whenever his last like last last season, <laughs> like he was a healthy scratch yeah. at one point. And he came back from that and like got the message and was really good. And then we traded him because everything is terrible. I miss him. Stupid Calgary. Stupid Montreal. You should have hung on to him. <laughs> he was better in the East. He signed that four year deal because he wanted to stay in Montreal. A hole. Right. Jerks. But you know. He's back with his buddy, Daryl yeah. Sutter, and Milan Lucic, who still exists. Hey, he's doing really well in Calgary. He is thriving under Daryl Sutter. Yeah. Which is uh, not surprising. 
No, he's a Daryl Sutter type of player for sure. <sighs> Even if it didn't work out in LA, but that's that's a whole different issue that we don't need to talk about. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, a whole other show. All right, so 14 points gets them into the playoffs. 12 points, big capital letters. Should seven games against real crappy teams. I don't like our odds, Sarah. <laughs> like, I feel like we can pull it out against these crappy teams, but I'm afraid that Vegas is going to go on a tear, especially oh. if it looks like they might be getting Mark Stone back soon, which I'm terrified of. Like, I think they have, like, no cap space. Yeah, I don't really know how they're going to wrangle that. They they keep adding more people to long-term injured reserve, um, eventually, they're going to run out of injured people, I think. But <laughs> if they get him back, I feel like even injured, you know, not at his best Mark Stone is still really good. So it's entirely possible for the Kings to, like, turn it around and look really good down this stretch against, again, really miserable, bad hockey teams and still, like, miss out by, like, one stupid point or something because Mark Stone was like, F you, and then wins a bunch of games for Vegas. Yeah, but now we have Mark Stone's uh, paper. I'm making a stupid pun here. Um, we we have his nemesis. We have Philip Deneau. I just got what your pun was. That's a really good one. <laughs> I'm sorry. I was trying to think of, like, what, what the opposite of rock was. <laughs> it was the first thing that came into my mind. I mean, I like it. I like where you're going with it. But yeah, we we do have his nemesis. So like, I, I mean, I'm all about that. Like, I would love to see his life be made miserable again <laughs> by our perfect boy, uh, Phil Deneau. But the, the, the wildest thing about the Habs going to the Stanley Cup playoffs, I mean, to the Stanley Cup final, was Philip Deneau somehow shutting down Mark Stone in seven games. It was games, so good. Six games, it was, I what? loved it. <laughs> It was, I loved every second of it. Oh, I forgot to tell you what my monkey paw thing was. So, yes. okay, I was making a wish during the Isabel Cup final. That's the PHF uh, final, for those of you who don't know. Pl- uh, Pl- Professional Hockey Federation, uh, formerly known as the NWHL. I'm rooting hard for my Connecticut whale, who, of course, let me down because I only root for teams that let me down. And yeah. Boston has all the luck. Jerks. Anyway, um, rootin', rootin', rootin' after they blew a 2-1 lead. Uh, and um, and then they, they went down 3-2, so I'm like, rooting hard. I'm like, okay, universe, if the Connecticut Whale can pull this out, win the Isabel Cup, then I don't care if the Kings make the playoffs. They, oh, no! They, I will trade <laughs> the Kings playoffs for the for the Connecticut whale winning the cup. The, the whale did not win, but I think no. the, the universe was still like, oh, you want the Kings to make the playoffs? Let me grant your wish for you. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, everybody. It's my fault. I just wanted something nice for Shannon Turner. She deserved it. She unretired for this. I'm sorry. <laughs> I have feelings. Stupid Boston. <sighs> Why is Boston always got to get lucky, man? Um, magic witchcraft 
Well, from now on, I'm anti-Boston. That's fair. I'm sorry to all Boston fans. Well, I'm really not that sorry, but even in the bean pot, I don't want any Boston teams to win. And I know how crazy is that because it's only in Boston, but like, I don't know. Magic. (laughs) (sighs) All right. Well, here's hoping that our boys can win against these crappy teams. Fingers crossed. I have to go watch them play against Chicago, and I'm just terrified that they're going to blow it. You better bring the luck, Sarah. You better bring them. I'm trying. I have a pretty pretty good record this year. Like, they've they've done pretty – I think I have a winning record of seeing them in L.A., so hopefully – that translates to here. Well, hope I was gonna say hopefully like their road magic like reasserts itself and right like Matt Roy doesn't look half dead anymore. Poor guy. I mean, yeah. He might be half dead. We don't really know. <laughs> well, he gets to play with John Dursey. He shouldn't be half dead. He might. Be. They never told us what was wrong with him. He might actually be half dead. <laughs> He's a zombie. That's 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 my theory now. That's why he hasn't looked right. He's a zombie, and he's still working out how to play hockey as a zombie. <laughs> Wasn't it like a lower body injury or something? I think so. Yeah, it was. It was some sort of bodily injury. It was some. <laughs> Sorry, that just reminds me of what Daryl Sauter said. What's wrong with Matt Green? It's a body injury. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's not wrong. <laughs> Upper lower. It, I don't know. It's somewhere on his body. Both. Thank, thank you, Daryl. All. <laughs> yeah, I. I mean, I, I'm. I'm still gonna blame Olimata. I'm sorry, Olimata, that you're the punching bag. But his injury came after he had to play like 30 minutes with Olimata. I mean, <laughs> I'm not saying it's a coincidence, but I'm not not saying it's not all a coincidence. All right. I like the conspiracy theory. I'm, I'm, I'm down with it. I love conspiracy theories. Oh, yeah. Any final thoughts about our, our boys, our disappointing boys? R.I.P. Drew Doughty, we knew you well. I hope you grow a new wrist or whatever. <laughs> I hope their offense wakes up, but more importantly, I hope that like their goaltending stops falling apart. Yeah, that that would be important. I would like for that to be addressed. <laughs> Here's my wish to the Monkey Paw universe. Kings get their offense going and their goaltending is good. Both at once. At one but at the same time. Is that asking too much? Yeah. <laughs> it might be. We'll see. I feel like the, like, monkey paw of that is, like, I don't know, Adrian Kempe suddenly forgets how to skate or something. Well, chances are he will, like... But... No, I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to tempt fate. Nope. Nope. Don't do it. Don't do it. I'm not going to. (laughs) All right. Well, thanks for joining me tonight, Sarah. Let's hope the kings get their 12 points. Always glad to share my feelings. <laughs> yeah, all right. Oh, God. <laughs>